This is The Jerry Callahan Show. I got a question for all those people on both sides of the aisle who are all in on uh, Ukraine, who want to give them everything, including fighter jets and hell personnel. What if there was a guy in that aircraft yesterday? What if there was a man? I'll even take it a step further. What if there was a transgender individual, a pilot, a co-pilot, somebody in that plane, an American? They shot down an unmanned drone, an unmanned U.S. aircraft. I'm sorry, they didn't shoot it down. They knocked it down. They clipped their propeller. They dumped fuel on it, and they downed it in the Black Sea. And now there's a race to see who can recover it. It's a $32 million U.S.-made aircraft downed by the Russians. It's a kind of a big deal, if you ask me. But that's that's going to happen again. Uh, we, we claimed that where it was international water, international airspace. We had every right to be there. They dispute that. Uh, they, uh, the U.S. Uh, summoned the Russian ambassador and uh, shoot him out, and he defended it. Had a little press conference, by the way, saying uh, they had every right to do this, uh, that the U.S. was being provocative. He compared it to uh, uh, if they had flown their aircraft over San Francisco or New York, what would we do? Obviously, it's a dispute. But I can't help but wonder, what's next? The next time this happens, there will be a U.S. A US pilot or U.S. personnel in the aircraft. And do we do this again? Just say, oops, you know, we, we thought it was in our, over our airspace. You thought it was over your airspace. Or is that the beginning of World War III? I know this. That's what lots of people in Washington, D.C. want. That's what Lindsey Graham wants. That's what Mitch McConnell and Chuck Schumer and Joe Biden and Tony Blinken and, and, and uh, Lloyd Austin and Mark Milley, that's what they want. They want the next downed U.S. aircraft to be manned, and then we can uh, further escalate this, this inevitable war. That's what it feels like to me after yesterday. Here's the story from um, Daily Wire. Two Russian fighter jets were reportedly harassing a U.S. military drone over international waters Tuesday morning when one of the fighter jets collided with the drone, forcing the drone to crash into the Black Sea. The U.S., U.S. European Command said in a statement that one of the Russian aircraft struck the propeller of the $32 million unarmed MQ-9 Reaper drone, causing U.S. forces to have to bring the drone down in international waters. This wasn't even the lead story. <coughs> Excuse me, if you were uh, on, you know, watching news or online it was a story. It's a big story, but it wasn't a lead story. We're still talking about the SVB, the Silicon Valley bank bailout that uh, Biden gave to his friends in Silicon Valley. We just bailed out a bank that gave $74 million to Black Lives Matter. I didn't think anyone gave that much money to Black Lives Matter. I thought Black Lives Matter had like $100 million. I know that they've had quite a successful scam going. They do nothing for black lives. They do nothing for uh, black people in inner cities. They buy real estate. That's what they do. They go on vacations, but it's all virtue signaling. And this company, man, this bank was the ultimate virtue signaler. And uh, they, they took care of all the, the tech bros, all the, 
uh, all the uh, you know high flying Democrats out there in Silicon Valley, and Joe Biden returned the favor by bailing them out. Well, not surprised, but I'm not sure what happens when the next bank fails. Do we have to check and see how much they gave to BLM? Do we have to check and see if Barney Frank is on the board? And then we say, oh, good, let's uh, let's bail them out. Uh, we covered that yesterday. It's really disgusting when you think about it. If, if, if you've probably seen, it's a super woke company, spent more time focused on diversity and equity and and inclusion that they did on banking, that they did on risk management. The woman in charge of risk management was the most woke person at the company. And she's, she's fine. She'll, she'll be fine. She probably walked away with many, many millions, but uh, I don't, I don't, I don't think there's a more important story. We have lots of, lots of new stories about the transgender craze, about the culture war. And again, I'll say it, bring it on. It's a great issue for Ron DeSantis or Donald Trump in the 2024 election. People have lost their minds uh, when it comes to this uh, insanity. We have an update. I shouldn't say an update. We have details of the Jesse Smollett hoax that's friggin' hysterical. The brothers, the Nigerian brothers, have cooperated with uh, Fox Nation, and they give every detail about the plan, and (laughs) and they leave nothing out. It's really hysterical. Um, we have a, a letter that a four-year-old girl wrote to Joe Biden, which could be the phoniest thing you've, we've seen yet from the Biden family. Aaron Rodgers is going to uh, go on Pat McAfee's show at one o'clock. And I'm praying, he says, ah, I think I'm going to stay with Green Bay because all the Jets fans are just on their knees begging him to come to New York. And uh, I think it'd be, hyster- I hope he does. That'd be fun. But if he doesn't, that'll be fun too. But uh, I think we have to start with uh, with this attack, with this act of war, which is what it is. I mean, it's an act of war. They took down a U.S. air aircraft in the Black Sea. I'm not sure who's who's against war, who's at the controls, who's who's making decisions now. That's the scary part. We heard from from Trump and DeSantis. Uh, when uh, Tucker Carlson asked them to fill out a questionnaire and they both came out against the war. DeSantis called it a territorial dispute, which has upset a lot of people on both sides of the aisle. They don't want that. No, no, no. They, they, want, they don't want this downplayed. They want you to think Putin is Hitler, and if we don't stop him in the Donbass region, he's going to take over all of Europe, and then the next thing you know, he's going to have Russian, Russian uh, war ships in the uh, New York Harbor or maybe the Boston Harbor. Uh, it's ridiculous. It's, it's insane that we've already given them 110 billion and it's never, it's never going to stop at least not while Joe Biden's in office, but here is perhaps, uh, maybe it's not the most disturbing part of this story. Um, but uh, let me, let me find the call. <laughs> this is amazing. The story is that the Russian aircraft, which were manned, dumped fuel. I'm not sure why. I guess it's just a way to stop it or whatever. I don't know. Dumped fuel on the U.S. drone, the Reaper drone, and then clipped the propeller and took it down. Here's the statement. This is real. From the U.S. European Command and U.S. Air Force in Europe, Uh, the statement reads, At approximately 7.03 a.m., one of the Russian Su-27 aircraft 
struck the propeller of the MQ-9, causing U.S. forces to have to bring the MQ-9 down in international waters. Several times before the collision, the Su-27 dumped fuel and flew in front of the MQ-9 in a reckless, environmentally unsound and unprofessional manner. What? The, the, the reaction from the U.S. Air Force to Russia taking down our drone is that it was an un... <laughs> environmentally unsound method dumping fuel in the middle of the ocean uh whatever 30,000 feet up in the air was <laughs> they're, they're worried about the environment this was this could lead to uh uh global warming this could cause climate change that's who's making the decision that's the frightening part these and, and we've seen it they have completely, the wokesters have completely embedded themselves in the U.S. military, starting at the top with Millie and, and Austin and their reaction when they hear this story, a $32 million drone shot down or taken down, is it was environmentally unsound. We are not dealing with serious military people. That That is the frightening part. I, I, I mean, I, I've said it before. I'm, I'm glad my son, I don't think, is still draft age. I don't think Ironhead's son is not quite draft age yet, but if I had an 18, 19 year old son, I would be scared to death. They do. They are not going to stop until there's a, 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 an official act of war, a provocation that means we have to go in and uh, go in full bore. Uh, Lindsey Graham, who's the biggest war hawk in the Republican party, at least everybody in the Democrat party is a war hawk. Everybody. I mean, Liz Warren, Ed Markey, AOC, Ayanna Presley, Bernie Sanders, they're all a bunch of phony, phony, phony liberals. They're not liberals. They are warmongers. They vote every chance they get to support this, every chance they get to put their support behind Biden's effort to get us into World War III. Thank God. I'm, I'm so glad that DeSantis came out against this insanity, which drew the ire of a number of Republicans, including Graham and Marco Rubio and others. They don't want that. They want both parties. They want the uniparty to be in lockstep. We got to go. We got to be involved here. We got to step it up. Not like we have any problems at home. You know, we can afford another couple of hundred billion for Ukraine, a place no American could have found on the map a year ago. Now it's, it, it's our vital interest that's the best thing DeSantis said. He doesn't see the vital U.S. interest, and nor do I. This is madness. But listen to Graham. Is this him talking about how uh, what we got to do what Ronald Reagan would have done mm -hmm. and, and just jump in with both feet? Get Let's go to war? Yep. I, I don't know if Ronald Reagan would have done it. I know George Bush would have done it. I know Bar Barack Obama would have done it. Biden's going to do it. The only one... Hell, I think in my lifetime that has is no interest in getting us involved in an endless foreign war is Donald Trump. And I don't think Trump could end it in 24 hours as he likes to brag. Be easy. We'd end this thing in 24 hours, but he would end it. He wouldn't have got us involved in the first place. He would uh, insist on peace talks, which is 
You're not even allowed to mention those in the Biden administration. No peace talks, no settlement, no ceasefire. Let's keep the killing. I saw the number the other day. I could find it, I think. The number of soldiers. Russia's lost over 200,000. This is not official, obviously. And and uh, Ukraine's over 100,000. And the and the and there's tens of thousands of uh, civilians dead. Probably 400,000 dead in a year. That does not deter war hawks like Lindsey Graham. They have, they don't care. It's like, it's irrelevant. It's a game to them. They're playing battleship. You know, let's take their battleship. They want to be in a war for some reason. It's, I don't know, maybe it makes them feel manly. That's Lindsey Graham. You know, he wants to feel manly. He needs to feel manly, but listen to him. I think he was on, I don't know what he was on. So Hannity or something. Listen to how cavalier he is about, oh, they shot our drone down. Let's go. Let's, 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 get, let's get on with this. Go ahead. They shot down our drone. What should our answer be? Well, we should hold them accountable and say that if you ever get near another uh, U.S. set flying in international waters, your airplane would be shot down. What would Ronald Reagan do right now? He would, he would start shooting Russian planes down if they were threatening our assets. American foreign <laughs> okay, okay uh, can I just say the, the utter insanity of this? It's going to happen again. Yep. We're flying drones. They, they, they've made it clear they're going to take them down. So, and so again, some of our aircraft, I'm sure, in that area are manned. It's going to happen again. So, Lindsey Graham's answer, if it happens again, is shoot down their aircraft. How many Americans? are for that. How many Americans are going to support that? We're going to sit here and it's going to be breaking news and we're going to get video and we're going to have statements from, from all these military guys who are, who are, you know, just itching to pull the trigger, itching to get us involved. They, you know, they don't like practice. They want a game. They're ready for a game. Are we going to do this in any day now? Another U S aircraft, maybe it'll be manned, Maybe not. We'll get shot down. And Lindsey Graham's response is, Let's start shooting down their aircraft. It is, it feels to me inevitable. We got two years almost for a new administration. The administration we have now has shown no inclination at all to ending this. Indeed, they just want to escalate it. Biden said a year ago that tanks meant World War III. What did we do a month ago or more than a month ago? We sent them 700 tanks. Biden said he's not ready to send F-16s. The real hawks, the real warmongers are insisting he do it already. So Biden is going to send F-16s at some point and pilots and advisors and, and it's on. They will die. Someone will die. An American will die. And then everybody, these, I, I'm, I'm sure Graham is hoping that happens. And Graham and every other, every other warmonger in Congress will be saying, let's go. And by the way, at the same time, they want to be ready to fight China when China moves on Taiwan. We're going to have, oh, nothing, nothing much, just war with Russia and China simultaneously. And it feels like there's no, there's no push, there's no move, there's no sentiment against that. I mean, obviously Trump and DeSantis, but they're not in office. <laughs> there's some guys, Matt Gates in Congress, who are against this, but they're, you know, they'll be shouted down in a heartbeat. It's coming. Unfortunately, no big deal. World War Three war with the country that has more nukes than anyone on the planet. It's coming because they're going to shoot down another unmanned drone. And Lindsey Graham, probably speaking for the administration, because he's a big, big Biden supporter when it comes to the war. 
says, we will shoot down their aircraft. Then what? Then what? Oh, we got to stop them because uh, what, what DeSantis said, he's Neville Chamberlain. He just wants to placate the tyrant. Does anyone actually think that, that uh, Putin's going to move on the rest of Europe? I mean, that's just such a canard. He's, he's, we've already seen him bogged down in uh, Ukraine. We know how big his military is. We know he, he's, he doesn't have the capability. It's just madness. But whatever. I'll be sitting here. We'll be ready. We'll talk war. Looking forward to it. Can't wait. World War Three is coming. Any, you know, any day now, any day now, another drone is going down in the Black Sea. And then what? And then what? Hopefully they don't dump gasoline on it because that's not environmentally sound. What I want to see in World War Three, I want to see an environmentally sound war. That's important. We don't want to do too much damage to the environment. I mean, this is the same people who blew up the Nord Stream pipeline, committing, uh, creating the biggest environmental, man-made environmental disaster in the world. Those people want to make sure we fight an environmentally sound uh, war. But it feels like it's all just coming undone. Maybe it's me, but I think at some point we all have to agree this two plus years of Joe Biden is an absolute abject disaster for the world, for the country, for everybody. Oh, oh, but he, uh, he's hoping to uh, pass federal legislation that will allow doctors to continue to mutilate confused young boys and girls. He's so he's got that going for him. We'll get to that and we'll get to the, get to the letter. This could be the same. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, Joe Biden's this, this administration it's entertaining. It's, it's funny. I laughed out loud at this. This is literally hilarious unintentionally, but uh, this is what the, the Biden administration is doing. We'll get to that. And we'll get to the, uh, the uh, would you say Drew Barrymore is more embarrassing than uh, Cal Penn? I mean, Cal Penn oh, was yeah. pretty embarrassing. Yeah. But Drew Barrymore, this is a new low when it comes to pandering to the trans mob, to the trans insanity. Uh, and, uh, and we will, we will play you some of the, uh, the Nigerian brothers account of uh, Jesse Smollett's uh, scam. We thought we were done with Jesse, but this, this takes it to a new level. This is hilarious stuff. But, uh, but first, Joe Biden's America is crushing us. You've got companies laying off tens of thousands of workers one after the other. Americans working two jobs just to get by. Inflation is pushing hardworking families to the brink. Hell, just look at the price of eggs. Look at the price of anything. And a digital dollar could be coming down the pipeline to completely destroy our way of life. The truth is you need a plan. You know it. I know it. And that's why I'm partnered with a great company, Gold Co., so you can diversify your savings and investments with gold and silver before things get worse. They're a six-time Inc. 5000 winner, 2022 Company of the Year with thousands of five-star reviews, and they've helped people like you and me place over $1 billion in gold and silver. They're offering up to $10,000 in free silver while supplies last, and if you call them today, qualified callers will get a free Ronald Reagan half-ounce silver coin. So don't wait. Call 855-735-3740 today. That's 855-735-3740. All right, let's do the letter. Let's do the letter. This is going to make me laugh. I hope you're ready because I might uh, start uh, laughing uncontrollably again. Uh, let me let me find uh, 
this, this, by the way, this is a good angle that somebody has here. This is uh, from Fox News. Uh, Joe Biden, who reportedly had a decades-long history of paying female staffers less than their male counterparts while in the Senate, caused a stir on Tuesday when he tweeted out a handwritten letter from a girl named Charlotte calling on him to close the pay gap. Now, the, 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 obviously it's fake. I mean, nobody actually believes it's real, but this is, this, this didn't surprise me because I think Biden and the people around him, you know, his handlers, uh, you know, Karine Jean-Pierre, and, uh, you know, his chief of staff, they, they think most people are dumb. I mean, you, you, you hear like Biden say, you know, we're all going to die if we don't give more and uh, uh, give me more money for the inflation reduction act. The world's going to dry. Yesterday he said, at a speech in Vegas that the Colorado river would dry up, be gone. If we don't give him more money and more control and probably, you know, ban gas stoves. So they think you're dumb. Obviously they think everyone's as dumb as he is, but we get this letter and it's written like a child and there's misspellings. It says, dear president Biden, I just wanted to tell you something not fair to ladies Men are getting more money than girls. I think you should fix this since you're the president. Even I'm a child and I think we should do something from Charlotte. So this was allegedly a four-year-old writing a letter to the president complaining about women, the pay gap, which doesn't exist, as everybody knows. It's been proven time and time again. There is no pay gap. But it was a chance for Biden to pander, I guess, to his base. And he writes back, Charlotte, I couldn't agree more. Women lose thousands of dollars each year and hundreds of thousands of dollars over a lifetime because of gender and racial wage gaps. Wait, Charlotte didn't mention race. (laughs) Biden shoves it right in there. I'm committed to building an economy where my daughters have the same rights and opportunities as my sons. Well, that's good. So she wants his daughters to go overseas and make billions, millions from the Chinese Communist Party. The daughters have some advantages. They get to shower with dad. The sons don't, that I know of. But They just uh, got to make m- millions internationally. That's what the sons do. You know what? We'll get to that. There's a mystery Biden who's cashing in. We found out this yesterday. We knew Joe Biden, Jim Biden, Hunter Biden were making millions, selling uh, influence, selling access to him. We know he made a fortune when he left the vice president's office overseas money from our adversaries in China and Russia and Ukraine. We got breaking news yesterday. A mystery Biden is on the payroll of the Chinese Communist Party. We may find out soon. We are left to guess. We'll get to it. But uh, it is funny that they point out uh, that Joe Biden, when he was senator, never paid men as much as women. That was his track record, and everyone knew it. I mean, everyone knows this, that... Uh, for the most part, there's, there's all, all kinds of uh, factors that lead to this, that men tend to go into uh, the sciences, engineering more, women into teaching, women take time off to raise children. There's all kinds of factors. There is no pay gap uh, unless you worked in Joe Biden's senatorial office. Then there was a pay gap. And uh, uh, he wants you to forget about that. Oh, God. <laughs> a lot of people suggesting he wrote it himself. You know, I think wrote it just to guess John Fetterman. 
What do you think? They told him, just write a letter to the president. We'll, we'll sign it, Charlotte. Well, that think, last that last sentence is the one that you're like, why would a kid write? Even I'm a child and I think. Even we, I'm a child and I think we should do something. How could a four-year-old know anything about a pay gap? <laughs> I have no idea. Uh, Biden never achieved pay equity in his office. Uh, women on average earn just 67 cents for every dollar earned by men. Uh uh, the closest women ever came to men in his office was 98% of the men. He was in office for whatever, 35 years. Uh, during Biden's final months as Senator in 2008, women in his office earned 66% of what the men did. Uh, women, women working for Biden earned less than 50% of what men did in 11 of the six month periods analyzed by the free beacon and women made as little as 44% of men of Biden's male employees in 1983 and 1984. <laughs> Why am I not surprised? Why am I not surprised? But uh, uh, he was laughed off the internet with this phony letter. And I guess, uh, I guess it doesn't matter. You know, I mean, nobody believes he actually did that. Nobody believes, I mean, nobody believes he does anything on Twitter. This is just his, his, you know, communications group his employee communication staff, and we've seen them. They're all, you know, 30 year old, uh, super wokesters from, you know, Wellesley college. I think speaking I th of I think Wellesley Biden, college, Biden wrote that note to Trump when Trump was in office and they just repurposed yeah, that, it. That could be it. Yeah. It doesn't, does it say, uh, does it say it says they're precedent. I love how they include misspelled words, precedent, like erased words. It <laughs> just could from Charlotte. Good try, Joe. No one's buying it. And by the way, couldn't you come up? I'm just surprised that they're going to use this, that they didn't make it about global warming and have a four-year-old say, please do something before we all die. <laughs> Greta says we're all going to die this year. Please, Joe, save she, us. She did backtrack though. She did delete that. That's she deleted it. She didn't back. She deleted it. And by the way, she still has time. She said, it, I checked. It was June. Greta Thunberg in June of 2018 <clears throat> tweeted that we have five years left if we don't take drastic action, which we haven't, according to her. So according to Greta, we have three months left, three months before we all die in a ball of fire. Well, if there's but, a nuclear war, I guarantee they'll be like, see, I told you it's going to end. And they'll just take credit for it. <laughs> nuclear war is bad for the environment. I'm just going to say it. That's why maybe that's why we could get Joe Biden to back off. And Lindsey Graham, we don't want nuclear war. It's bad for the environment. It causes global warming. Think of there the was somebody at the start of the Ukraine war a year ago. Somebody was saying how bad I forget, probably New York Times, how bad it was for climate to have a war. <laughs> like that's you see these people in the mud in the front lines dying by the tens of thousands, and they're supposed to worry about climate change. All right, let's get to the latest. I'm telling you. I predicted this yesterday and last week and said, this is going to be a big issue. This is going to be the preeminent culture issue in the 2024 campaign. And that is a good thing. If you're looking to oust Joe Biden and Kamala Harris, that is a good thing. In fact, it doesn't matter who replaces Joe Biden. If he can't run again, every Democrat is in favor of mutilating the, uh, the genitals of children. Every Democrat, they're on record. They're fighting hard for it. They want kids to put kids on drugs when they're pre 
before puberty. They want them to uh, undergo sex change surgeries. You don't hear like any Democrat speak out against it. It's insane, but they're, they're all in. And uh, these are the kind of things that are, uh, that the, uh, you know, the powers that be, they, they get their way, but the people, the majority of people, I, I promise you, if you put it to a poll, asked every American, every adult American, they would not only be against it, they'd be horrified by what's happening. Horrified by what's happening at Boston Children's Hospital. Confused children are undergoing surgeries. And I've been following this pretty closely. There's no rational, reasonable defense. None. They give you that lie that if they don't cut off their genitals, they'll commit suicide which is absurd. It's not backed up by, by data or studies at all. There's no long-term studies. It's a fairly recent phenomenon. We're doing this to kids and put it to a logic test. I know I've said this before, but let's just say some 12 year old, 14 year old boy, he's confused. Sometimes he feels like he's in the wrong body. He had a lot of teachers in, in public school who told him he was in the wrong, but he might be a girl. You might want to change your name, change your pronouns, dress like a girl. He's totally confused. His parents take him to Boston Children's for a uh, consultation and they say, oh, you're, you're having suicidal thoughts. You're depressed. Here's an idea. We'll cut off your penis and we'll make you a girl. Does anyone think that would ever make him lift him out of his depression and make him happy? <laughs> it's absurd. The whole idea, you will, you'll be sterilized. You'll never be able to make love. You'll never be able to have a family, but you'll be happy. It just is illogical. Uh, it is inhumane. It is barbaric. And we know that. And they're going to dig in their heels and they're going to fight for the right to mutilate kids. And I say, bring it on. Can't piss outside anymore either. That's got to be like a number one drawback. I would think to what not be able to piss outside. <laughs> I mean, you've seen, I've tweeted out some of the videos, some of the pictures, of what they do to girls. Ugh. They hack off their flesh off their arm. Yeah. It's gross. And say, we're going to build you a phallic uh, thing down there and you'll feel better. I'm sorry. It can't work. It doesn't work. It's, it's insane to even think that would work. Lift a child out of depression. Stop telling them they're born in the wrong body. No one's born in the wrong body. It's absurd to begin with. So anyway, the problem is that there are powerful people who are going to fight for this in blue areas, blue states in red states, they're passing legislation. They're bringing an end to this insanity. That's a good thing. But uh, we told you last week about the school, the heroic people at the mid Vermont Christian school uh, who refused to play another girl's team because it had a boy on it. And that's not fair. They just, it's fundamentally unfair. So they said, we're not playing. And I was wondering what the fallout was going to be. You don't, you know, those people in Vermont, these are Bernie's people. These are crazy lefties. Well, we got the, uh, we got the blowback on this. Uh, this is from the daily wire. A Christian school forfeited a girls basketball game in the state playoffs because their opponent had a boy on the squad. Now the Vermont principals association has banned the school from future tournaments in every sport. They're kicking the, mid Vermont Christian school out of all tournaments can't play. Uh, the girls basketball team was scheduled to play against long trail, which had a boy on its roster. 
Vicki Fogg, the head of Mid-Vermont Christian School, issued a statement delineating why her school would not play. We withdrew from the tournament because we believe playing against an opponent with a biological male jeopardizes the fairness of the game and the safety of our players. Allowing boy, allowing males to participate in women's sports sets a bad precedent for the future of women's sports in general. But Monday, the Vermont Principals Association sent the school a letter stated uh, that the uh, executive council met and determined that the Christian school's forfeit and corresponding rationale uh, violates policies which were aligned with Vermont school. Um, the school is ineligible to participate in VPA activities going forward. They voted 15 to nothing, this board, unanimously to kick them out of future tournaments. And all I could say is that is why it takes courage. That's why it's so rare that people who are the victims, you know, we, we, we've seen some people, uh, Riley Gaines, the swimmer who lost to, uh, to Leah Thomas, she was vocal, outspoken, but most of the kids aren't because there is a price to pay. You know, they get attacked on social media. They get vilified. Uh, Turtle Boy has a great uh, blog about a, a, a kid uh, from Andover, a girl in girls track who lost to a boy. There's a boy they were going against in the state tournament or state meet. The girl lost, Turtle Boy wrote about it, and the parents of the girl who lost came to the defense of the boy. And we're uh, calling, as usual, calling Turtle Boy and anyone else who thought it was unfair, bigots and homophobes and transphobes and everything else. The boys are like a foot taller than the girls. He runs the hurdles. He kicks their ass. He bullies them. And the people, the, the, the hardcore liberals in Massachusetts, in Vermont, they come to the defense of the bully. That's where we're at. And uh, it's going to get worse and it's going to get more contentious and more divisive. And I say, bring it on. This took guts for the Vermont Christian school to do. They knew it wasn't fair. You don't want to, I mean, it ruins the sport. It ruins girls' sports. It's clearly unfair. It clearly, the, the boy has a physical advantage. Everybody knows that. It's apparent. Put your, open your eyes. Leah Thomas had a huge advantage. Some girls called him out. Hell, we talked about the, the girl who finished fourth in one of the races, lost a chance to medal. Her father was a Sports Illustrated senior writer, and he didn't have the guts to defend his daughter. It takes guts, particularly when you're living in a blue state or you're in the media. Uh, but the, uh, the, the people in charge have lost their minds. This is from uh, Wellesley College announced that they took a vote, and the girls at Wellesley College, which is one of the most illustrious girls' schools, that's where Hillary Clinton and Madeleine Albright went. They took a vote yesterday. The student body supported, and they don't have the numbers, but I guess it's overwhelming, to admit boys, not normal boys, but biological boys who are pretending to be girls can now go to Wellesley College. So I don't know how the vote went exactly, but I guarantee the basketball coach voted to support this. The basketball coach, probably the the soccer coach and every other coach said, oh, good, we're going to get boys, we're going to kick the girls' ass. But my favorite story, let's get to the best, this is the funniest story of the day, uh, on the transgender fight front. Um, you thought Cal Penn embarrassed himself yesterday with that humiliating interview of Joe Biden 
where he didn't push back on anything. He let Biden lie to him over and over again. Biden told him, you know, he had an epiphany in high school about gay marriage. He supported, he supported gay marriage when he was in high school in 1961, and so did his father. Obviously, a total lie. I mean, he was against gay marriage for decades in the Senate. We went over this yesterday. That was embarrassing. Cal Penn, you took the trophy for a most humiliating performance by an interviewer. You had it for one day. A day later, Drew Barrymore, who I guess has a daytime TV. Is this, is this on every day? This I think Drew, so. I guess it's, yeah. She, she does a little one man, one girl uh, view thing where she has people on and, you know, talks uh, live audience. She has Dylan Mulvaney on. Dylan Mulvaney, as we all know, is a man pretending to be a woman, and it's paying off for Dylan. She had a sit-down interview with the President of the United States. She's become a corporate spokesman. She's make, he, he's become uh, famous, making money, invited to all the big events. I'm sure he was at the Oscars the other night. He was at the whatever, the Tonys, or, you name it. He is he's hot right now. He's hot. I mean, not looking, but he is a hot... Uh, a personality that people all want to kind of show just how woke they are by kissing up to him. This took it to an extreme. If you missed it in the middle of the interview where Drew Barrymore was just sucking his toes, she decides this is not enough. I need to take it to another level and takes, takes to her knees, literally falls to her knees in front of this guy, as everyone pointed out on the Twitter, that's what the patriarchy has become. A woman, a you know, hardcore Democrat, feminist woman, liberal woman, is dropping to her knees in worshiping this guy dressed up as a girl. Let's let's. I mean, you got to see it to believe it, but let's play some of it as she as she takes this whole thing this whole worship of the trans cult to a, a whole new level. And really just surrounding yourself with good people. It's interesting because I look at someone like you and I can't imagine anybody disliking you. Oh, please. Do you know, do you want to know, ironically, who uh, dislikes me the most sometimes? Who? Myself. Oh, me too. <laughs> oh. And, but... They're I both on their knees. You know, like, to his knees, and they're hugging in the middle of the show. <laughs> that is a keeper, Ironhead. There's nothing. I don't know how you're going to top that. That is just so bizarre. And I know it was planned in advance. There was nothing spontaneous about it. But and then they do a little sing and dance, song and dance thing where they start kissing. It's just. I mean, they're they're not like boyfriend and girlfriend or anything are they she did date uh, or marry i forget if she was married but she drew barrymore was with tom green for a while so anything's on the table Ooh, was she yeah i mean i i'm nothing against her i've never really thought anything about her i know she was an et as a little kid and she was is this the thing where they start singing and dancing and, and like making out they're like lip they're like lip syncing to something i don't get what it is it's just very strange hey, all, all i'm gonna say is it's simple ironhead they they're in love it's simple. They're in love. I think so. Look at this. Jesus. I mean, she's, honestly, she's, I understand if you support the, the, the whole trans thing and you want to support this trans person that calls for you to drop to your knees and then kiss him. 
<laughs> and by the way, this person, quote, has been a woman for less than a year. Yes, we followed her, chronicled, when she was with, sat down with the president. And by the way, she's won honors. It's like from women, won awards. But when she sat down with the president, it was like her 200th day as a woman. There were lots of women who had their whole lives as women who didn't get invited to the White House. But mm. uh, this person got invited to the White House after, what would that be, like seven months of being a woman? <laughs> Yep. just bizarre bizarre but that's gonna happen you know the people on that side who are supporting and feel like the trans the marginalized trans people the least marginalized people in the world they're under fire you know and they're being threatened by the by the right they're gonna do this they're gonna embrace them even more and hug them and kiss them and and, and bow before them that's what it's gonna come and to i gotta be honest but, I, to my knowledge this dylan guy i'm sorry whatever um doesn't really do anything with kids. So God bless them. Do whatever the hell you want. Just leave the kids out of it. Continue to do that. That's, that's a good point. I haven't seen, I'm, I'm sure that uh, I'm sure he has talked to kids and, you know, trans kids and tried to support them and help them with their transition, encourage them to cut off their body parts. But he's not one of those frontline groomers. Like uh, what's the guy's name? Jeffrey Marsh. Yeah. I need to know why he keeps popping up on my Twitter. I'm sitting on Twitter and I see his face. It's a guy pretending to be a woman, but he doesn't shave. He's, what's, he's, what's going on right now is some um, um, Muslim or woman pointed out that he's a grooming kids because he's starting with like, hey, kids, all this stuff. He's trying to separate them from their parents and join his Patreon so they can talk privately about stuff you can't do in the comment section. But he's targeting good, children. Uh, you know, this is a good one. We should do this because that is, you're right, the defense. The, the, even, even people who aren't, you know, hard right Republicans or whatever, even if, if you're moderates, even some Democrats, even some gay guy, gays for groomers is a big organization out there. Gays against groomers, I'm sorry. Uh, gays say, for groomers. Leave, do what you want. <laughs> just leave the kids alone. It seems pretty simple. That's what I told you yesterday. That's yeah. why it's such a winning issue. You know, in 2016, the winning issue was build the wall. Now it's leave the kids alone. Leave the kids alone. Four words that is going to work for Trump or DeSantis or whoever, or whoever in a debate or in a, on the campaign trail, leave the kids alone. And what you will hear is that, oh, no, they're not trying to groom kids, but we've seen all kinds of video of teachers. Libs of TikTok has made a living exposing these people. Uh, you know, Project Veritas had a great new uh, undercover report of teachers uh, trying to get kids while they're young and, and confuse them about their gender and tell them they could change their gender. They could be born in the wrong body, all that. They're trying to get to them young, groom them. That's the definition. Anyway, this guy is just popping up his, on social media all the time. And I can't scroll past him fast enough. He's so creepy. I mean, is he even trying to look female? Because it ain't working. He doesn't shave. He puts on lipstick and earrings and eye makeup. But he says he's, he's neither, so I don't know. Oh, oh is he non-binary? Sure. Uh, so he says he's not going after kids. And this Muslim woman does an amazing job of just taking it all apart in two minutes. Uh, and, and she's under under the gun. The trans mob has gone after her. Yep, they they went after her, her kids. They were t like putting their her kids' info on like emails and stuff. 
like really weird stuff just to protect that guy. We don't know where she's from, do you? Do we? I'd like to. I'd like to hire her. She's pretty good, and she's uh, and she's pretty crafty with the editing. But watch this just for I don't know a minute or so, and watch how she takes apart the the myth that they're not after kids. This is a creep groomer, non binary non binary guy trying to get groom trying to get children to connect with him online behind their parents' back, just explicitly telling them. Let's have this conversation without telling mom and dad. Go ahead, play a little of this. Okay, guys, this video is going to be a bit long. Stop telling trans people that we're inspirational. Stop telling kids to go on your Patreon and chat to you privately without their parents knowing. (laughs) And then a lot of people made stitches of me saying I'm transphobic, I've done a lot of bad stuff, Um, they've even attacked my scarf, my religion, a lot of bad stuff, which I don't want to go into. And these people have also said they are not talking to the kids. Okay, so I did a little bit of digging. Hi kids! Hey kids! I want to talk to the kids. Hi kids! Hey kids! (laughs) So yeah, there's a lot of videos of them addressing kids. Now, the main (laughs) video I want to talk about. Your parents screwed up. It's okay to say so. <laughs> That's why I made a Patreon. So you want to talk to kids whose parents have screwed up? Why? Why you want to talk to these particular kids? Why? That's why I made a Patreon. So that we could talk about it. So that we could connect in a way that has more privacy. So that we could talk to Ugh. each other in a way that's that is just more... disgusting. This person is on social media everywhere all the time. And if you attack him, you know, you're transphobic. You're a bigot. I love he that is... she's taking him down. It's so great. She, she did a great job. Literally saying, he's literally saying, I want to talk to you. Imagine finding out your child, a 10 or 12 year old child is privately conversing with this piece of crap. Oh God, that must just be maddening. But Hey, they're trying to get to them young. That's how you do it. Get, you know, if you're going to get them on puberty blockers, you got to get to them before they reach puberty. That's the key. One of these, I forget one of who it was. One activist said, if you just, if, if they get through puberty, their chances of them, you know, joining the trans mob, the trans cult are slim. You got to get to them before they reach puberty. Stop them from realizing, you know, just how great it feels if they don't cut off their genitals. You know, you, once you learn that, you say, you want me to give up this? Yeah, sorry, not, not, not doing it. You want me cutting that off? No, no. I like that part of me. But anyway, it's, uh, it's, it just, it's a big deal, a big issue. It's going to get bigger. It's going to be with us for the rest of time, particularly during the uh, 2024 campaign. And I'm looking forward to it. That woman, uh, couple- that woman is British for the record. British. So she's not right you know, in my neighborhood, but no. anyway, good work by her. Well, it's the dead of winter, but that doesn't slow down. Shade concrete. They got a huge selection of precast concrete steps ready to be installed at your home. If you're building a new home or remodeling or replacing an old staircase, Shea has great values with designs that will fit your home. A new staircase will dramatically upgrade the front entrance of your home, giving you a much better curb appeal. You'll be the talk of the town, the envy of the neighborhood. Shea will take care of all this. They remove the old stairs. You don't want to have to do that yourself. When they're done, you'll have a great looking new entrance that will add value to your home. It's not an expense. This is an investment in your home. 
With one phone call, Shea will deliver a turnkey installation experience. In a few hours, you get a brand new front entrance. Go to SheaConcrete.com to learn more. Also, you can go there and look for a job. Right now, Shea is hiring. They've got between 15 to 20 open positions. These are career opportunities for all different types of people with all different types of skill sets. All you got to do is pass a drug test. I want to play this James Comer, James Comer sound. This is uh, this is what this is what you call Democrat privilege. This is this broke yesterday. This House committee that uh, um, chaired by James Comer, Congressman of Kentucky. You probably didn't hear much about it. I know. I mean, I I was looking this morning. Said you know, uh, I watched the story and I said. This, if this were a Republican president, obviously, it'd be the biggest story in the world. That Russian drone, I mean, a drone shot down by the, whatever, the, the, the you know, train derailment, SVP, none of that would even be mentioned. This would be headlines everywhere. But they have the goods on Biden. Now, now, right now, March, uh, March 15th, 2023, they have the goods. The Republican, the Republicans in the House did a good job. They, they demanded that they get the bank records. The Treasury Department stonewalled them when the Republicans were in the minority. Now they're a majority and they're giving it up. These, the bank records have, I think it's 150 suspicious activity reports involving Hunter Biden and Jim Biden and the Chinese Communist Party. They have this. They have these transactions. They have millions of dollars going from the CCP connected people to the Bidens. And here's the perhaps the most fascinating part. It's going to get worse. And again, the media will do their best to ignore it, to lie about it. They will try to stop. Even even Fox was grilling him like, oh, we've been investigating this for five years, said Bill Hemmer. You know, we got nothing. They just took the house, dummy. They just got the uh, ability to subpoena people and get bank records. Listen to this and tell me how big a story this would be if it were a Republican president. There's a mystery Biden out there who is cashing in, just like Joe and Jim and Hunter. And we, we won't know. We don't know yet who it is. We're left to guess. I'm going to, we'll, we'll try to guess after we listen to James Comer. Go ahead, play this unbelievable cut from the uh, Kentucky uh, congressman that they got a $3 million wire uh, two months after Joe Biden left office. And then the very next day th- from that account, that wa- Walker account that appears to be a pass-through account, then they started wiring money to Biden family members, plural. And there were three different Biden family members that received a cut from that $3 million, including a new Biden family member that's never before been included in any of these investigations. So our question is, you know, what exactly did they do to receive that money? What was the purpose of that $3 million wire? Now that's just the first wire that we've actually been able to obtain bank records on. There are many, many more. Okay. You, you put your finger on it there a second there. Okay. You said, what were they doing in return for that money? Do you have an answer? I do not. But, you know, the, the media says, well, this is a Hunter Biden investigation. This is an investigation of Joe Biden. And we're investigating the Biden family. And, and again, after this new batch of information, it, it expands. There are more family members involved in this than just the president's son. And what they've said in the media, oh, this was for, for business. We can't identify any business. It, it appears it went into their personal accounts. 
So if China's investing with the Bidens in a business, we can't find any business. They don't manufacture anything. They don't sell anything. They don't own any real estate. We don't know what the business is. You know, my theory is it's influence peddling. And if so, then that that's wrong. That's what we call a foreign agent. Uh, there are rules with who could be foreign agents and you have to be registered to be foreign agent. So, you know, the question is, what were the Bidens doing to receive the, these massive amounts of money from China? Now, we have the first wire and we've traced it from China to the Biden family members. We have many more uh, to okay. obtain. Okay. I think it's going to uh, Hunter's daughter. That he's kind of a big deal. Well, as Hunter said in the laptop, that he has to give half his money to Joe. So Joe uh, sells his name, sells his influence. Hunter's the point man. They make millions. And then Joe gets his cut, 10% for the big guy, and then gets more because Hunter says he has to give half of it to Joe. That's how Joe affords multiple mansions after being in the Senate for 35 years. It kind of explains how he's managed to live live high on the hog. Um, and that's just the beginning. I mean, it's, these guys just took the house and they have bank records tying the Biden family, Joe, Jim, Hunter, and a mystery Biden to the CCP and making millions for nothing. <laughs> kind of a big deal. Anyway, I'm going to guess it's, uh, Ashley. It's either Ashley, his daughter, or it's, uh, Jill could be Dr. Jill. I mean, she's as, uh, you know, venal as Joe. She's in it for the money and the power. She's enjoying all the uh, trappings of their, she's, their lavish lifestyle. So it's either Jill or Ashley. Could be granddaughter Naomi, but we're going to find out. She's, Jill's clearly not in it for the love and compassion of her husband. No, no, no. <laughs> so she's, uh, she's like Giselle Fetterman, man. She just loves the power. And so we'll find out soon. Comer is a bulldog. At least that appears to me. And he's flat out saying it. We got the records. We got them. They're getting millions from our enemies in Beijing and they do nothing. They produce nothing. They sell nothing. They just send money hoping, by the way, hoping he would uh, return to the white house. And he did. So he is compromised clearly, but Oh man, we got to wrap this up and we haven't even got to Jussie. You know what? Well, we can do Jesse tomorrow. I'm going to watch the whole thing, the whole Jesse Smollett story and the brothers detailing all, the whole attack. And we'll get to that because it's hysterical. It's Save so that Jesse got. And I'm hoping at 1 p.m. today, Aaron Rodgers goes on with Pat McAfee and says, you know what? I think I'll stay in Green Bay because <laughs> all these pathetic Jets fans, Montante, Mike Greenberg tweeted out a picture of himself in front of his laptop, just anxiously waiting for news. His team his needs his team, Mike and Aaron Rodgers. And uh, you know what that means, by the way, that means they wasted the second pick of the draft on mm. uh, Zach, uh, Wilson. Zach what's his, Wilson, uh, which is pretty bad, but I hope Aaron Rodgers comes to New York, but I will enjoy it if he doesn't. His Jets fans are just so pathetic. Like, likely either way he goes, we'll probably see Montante tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, we, we should. Yeah, Let's hope. I mean, Pat McAfee is teasing it like they got a big announcement. I'm not sure how Aaron Rodgers can announce a trade. I mean, he's not making the trade. He's involved in the trade, but I guess he could announce that he wants to be traded, demands to be traded. And the only team we hear about is New York. So just bring it on. I, I, I think it'd be fun to see him in a Jets uniform. And he wants the Jets to allegedly wants the Jets to get out there and sign Odell Beckham. Does, does Namath, does Namath allow him to wear 12? Ooh, that's, he shouldn't. I mean, that's right. the point of retired numbers. I hate, I hated that when the guy had to give up the number and, 
uh, in Denver when uh, Peyton Manning went there because he had to have 18. Just pick another number, Aaron. That number's retired. That's Joe Namath. Maybe Rodgers will have enough class to say I'll go with another number. Maybe. Maybe. But Namath was overrated. He had one good season. He was overrated, but he won the biggest upset ever, and he had a lot of charisma. And if you look at his numbers, it's hard to believe he's in the Hall of Fame. But hey, he earned that number of being retired. He shouldn't have to take it out of retirement. That's dumb. But we will see how that goes today. And we will we'll get back to the to Jesse scam, which again is hilarious tomorrow. But we will leave it there for today. Thanks to everyone for listening. I'm Jerry Callahan. This is the Callahan Show. We will do it again tomorrow. Shaking my head and thinking something ain't right. Is it just me? Am I losing my mind? Am I standing on the edge of the end of time? Am I the only one? Tell me I'm not. Who thinks it takes- like the show? Leave a five-star review on Apple and Spotify. Hi, it's Tony Marino, host of the Newsmax Daily Podcast, your daily news bulletin of Newsmax's top headlines, along with commentary from our hosts and experts. You can learn more about all of the free podcasts, including Newsmax Daily, Rob Carson, and Jerry Callahan at Newsmax.com slash listen.